You're trying to ride the load? <laughs> I'm getting tired I of this already. I am so happy um, that I already hit record. So someone said, are you trying to ride the load? It doesn't... God the damn. The bit doesn't uh, make I'm, any I'm with, sense. Uh, I'm with Lindsay on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Thursday. You know what that means. It's Prodzilla after dark. Prodzilla! <laughs> Are you sure this yeah, is the most sober fraud, you've done for right? one of these? I'm absolutely stone cold sober. I've been drinking milk all night. So I think that's the problem. Uh this is uh this is Podzilla After Dark on the Podzilla 1985 Network. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is Shannon Young. I'm gonna be your host tonight with my cup of iced coffee, living the clean life. With me, of course, tonight we have Jesse Kimball. Hey, that's that guy I am. Lindsay Wolfgang. I have so many pets in WoW. Are you playing WoW while you're on the show? I'm looking through my pets. Is it a pet. smart idea to play? Okay, you're not playing hardcore then. I'm not on classic. I'm on retail. All right. Not on the show tonight because she has a giant turkey leg in her mouth. Shelby Kimball, let's move right on. <laughs> the man himself, Tanner Calvert. Uh, he's not drinking tea. And Double H. Is it a Long Island iced tea? <laughs> the, uh, the, the caffeine in that coffee is still a drug. I'm just saying. Technically huh. true. That's true, but I, I pick and choose my drugs. They don't pick me. You were doing that before. What? Yeah, and everything was great before. I had a girlfriend. That was it. <laughs> that's, that, hey, hey, that's not the drug's fault. That's Steven's fault. Let's just be no, clear. No, no, no. She was not my girlfriend. She was just a very misguided young lady. <laughs> no, who, um, no, bullshit. I bullshit. Because I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't even suck some dick that night. <laughs> and if you had, wow. you would have at least told me. I would somebody. have. I yeah, would you, have informed. You had to let her know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I know I'm talking to you, but I let you know I'm probably gonna go suck some dick later. That's the. That's just the proper that's channels. Cool. Proper procedure. That's the proper channels to do that on. Right. Um, it's it's just it's polite, Shannon. It's it's polite. And we in a polite society should be allowed to suck dick whenever we want, but we should give a warning to anyone else that we're talking to that you might have dick in your mouth later. Yeah, anyway, exactly. it's, it's, wow! It's oh boy! You know, once upon a time, once upon a time, I dated this uh, this religious girl. Her name was uh, well, I'm not gonna say her name. I'm not gonna say her name, but um, we we were in front of some friends, and uh, we were eating Krispy Kremes. I think this is back in the old days. We were in college. This is before Krispy Kreme was like readily available everywhere you went, at least for us. And one of my friends in front of this girl, who was very religious, bit it and said, "Mmm, it's it's like eating God's dick." <laughs> what like a horrible time to dick. have ears! Like what an awful <laughs> comparison, anyway. That's oh my. Even God. if you're not offended by it, that's just a terrible comparison. I uh, I watched a TikTok earlier. Speaking of my coffee, I miss when coffee was my addiction. And not alcohol and drugs. I'm kidding. I, I, all right. Dead stop on this joke. I'm not. I don't want people starting that rumor for comedy. There's a lot of rumors about me. This isn't one of them. I need. Uh, but I did see a video. I uh, that. I was gonna do it. <laughs> You're killing them. <laughs> this is this is the show now. This is the fucking show. <laughs> Oh, um, I saw a TikTok. It's the, it's the way the words don't really stop. 
and they just go together. That's it's, my favorite. It's that that shit sends me. Man. We're, we're that cat staring forward at the camera as the other cat talks to it, and they're just like, mm. um, <laughs> mm-hmm. a guy. A guy posted a TikTok of a um, Dunkin' pumpkin spice coffee. I don't do the pumpkin spice coffee, but I do coffee from Dunkin's a lot. And I did not know. I never looked that there's so much sugar in that. It's it's I forget how much he said, but it was like the the cup was you know was pretty big. It was about almost half the cup was just sugar, and it was like a thousand calories. And it yeah, cont- checks out. And it contained no pumpkin. The yeah. pumpkin spice what? contained again, no pumpkin. Again, again, we we got we got to nail down pumpkin spice. I think we've talked about this. I feel like Jesse and I both have defended this vehemently. Pumpkin spice is about the spice you put into a pumpkin pie. It does not necessarily mean that it is. It is just pumpkin adjacent. Pumpkin spiced. Honestly, it's what allspice, cloves. Um, pumpkin spice. Yeah, it's it's not much well, different. That's what than pumpkin what, spice is like made cinnamon, of. Uh, I think nutmeg in there too. Like oh, it's basically it's not much similar or not much different than what you would get in like a regular spice cake. But uh, sometimes when you have stuff that's pumpkin spice, they'll occasionally have like. Uh, some of the the pumpkin in there, but even like even some of the stuff that has actual pumpkin in there it isn't always pumpkin. It's a different. It's an adjacent squash. Right now, uh, I, I do want to mention which, really quick. By the way, I got to go update a name to adjacent squash real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to mention just a good, uh, just a good one for all of our listeners out there who are you know white and female of a certain age group. We are not dissing pumpkin spice. We're not we're not insulting it. So I'm nope. dissing pumpkin spice. It's nasty. Lindsay, pumpkin it's spice not is wonderful. You. Yes, me and Jason, me and Jesse are some basic guy. business. My girl. <laughs> uh, Shelby does also not like pumpkin spice. Um, you, real quick, that that does remind me. You want to? I want to backtrack to Krispy Kreme before yeah. we go too far off, uh, yeah. far away from it. I'd like to hear Shelby's uh, thoughts so, on Krispy Kreme. Uh, <laughs> I think those are mostly positive. But uh, so we went to the fair. And uh, in, a, in a bit of fair food that I got to try tonight was a smash burger that used a Krispy Kreme donut as a bun. Oh, the Luther? Oh, I've, I've heard the of The Luther, yeah. yeah. Uh, so How this is it? the first time I've ever actually gotten a chance to try a Luther. Uh, and they called it a donut burger there. And, and oh my God. Is it good or bad? That's a nightmare. Or, or that's good, good shit. Uh, Jesse, it's so good. Jesse, I'm being dead serious here. Dead ass. I need you to. Ex- yeah. I need you to explain to me what a smash burger is. I keep seeing that term, but I actually don't know what it is. It's exactly so smash- what it sounds like. Yeah. So the way they make it, uh, they take like instead of a, a you know like a burger patty that you would put on you know a, a grill or a griddle or what the fuck ever, uh, they just get a ball of meat, put it mm-hmm. on a ripping hot. Uh, Typically flat top, like uh, you know the the thing I was looking at at Menards. The um, shit, what the th- what the, the, hell is the char king, like a blackstone deal. Blackstone, yeah, blackstone. That's, yes, that's what we were getting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you you it's a griddle, whatever you want to call it. You just put it on a ripping hot piece of cast iron, and then you smash down the the ball of ground beef, and it gets everything all crispy and super seared. You flip it, hit the other side, put a slice of cheese on it. So usually it's just a thin and crispy burger. Uh, for the record, yeah, you put you put like the spatula on it, and then you use you know like a, a rolling pin or something and push that down. 
So yeah, you're literally literally it smashing it into the ground. For the for yep. the record, ripping hot <clears throat> is also how I describe Kate Upton. So <laughs> ripping hot, uh, good show. Oh, I keep forgetting yeah, yeah. that we have we have buttons. There we go. <laughs> and what this burger was was uh, two of those patties uh, with cheese and bacon in between a. Uh, he cut the the donut in half. And uh, put the, the the insides of the donut on the outside up for the bun, so you don't get like the sticky side up. Uh, and he also toasted those on the griddle, and it was truly incredible. So a Jesse, work of art. Uh, Jesse just lost like five years off his life, but yeah, one hundred percent worth it. Worth you, it. You know what? That's much better than is when KFC decided it would be a great idea to take uh, chicken and put it between two pieces of chicken. <laughs> And, uh, the double down. So, well, no, double down. So bad. Uh, so oh, yeah. gross. Double down on those arteries is what you're doing. <laughs> so gross. Um, uh, why, why do you say it like uh, Patty Harris? So, so gross. gross. It's so gross. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker of the week. All right. Let's jump into it. It's Drew Barrymore. Is it? Because, man. Should be. Uh, is it Drew Barrymore? Is it the cop that ran over the woman and then laughed about it on camera when she died? That's is, my motherfucker. Is it week. is it Unity for the bullshit that they're pulling with developers? Is uh, like what? Who is it this week? Is it? Oh. I, I think okay, like legitimately not. It's not part of a bit. I think Shelby would agree that it's Lauren Boebert for getting <laughs> kicked out of a performance uh-huh. of Beetlejuice <laughs> at a Denver theater for vaping. Recording the performance and singing too loud. <laughs> the only thing she's guilty of, Hunter, is supporting the arts. That's what she said, yeah. And enjoying herself too much. Yeah, while vaping in the God. theater. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a I haven't shame told Shelby that so story. hot. Oh. Uh, but I'm gonna. Because, yeah. Or is it the Republican <laughs> Party for posting revenge porn? Against a candidate who did a uh, did chatterbait once upon a time with her husband, and now they're using it as proof that she shouldn't serve because she's had sex. Ugh! How oh, dare her! Disgusting. Well, then can they not? They've probably all had sex at one point or a time. Yeah, but when it's the Republicans, it's usually just them in a circle jerk, and they're each trying to. What are they trying to get, Tanner? He's not even paying attention at this point. Sure. He's not might be frozen. Oh, there he is. He's back. I don't I'm, having technical, I'm having technical difficulties. I heard my name. What was the question? Damn it. I said, I said, get the button ready when it's the Republican Party and they're having sex. It's just them all doing a circle jerk and they're trying to get. Big fat load of covenant. Thank you. Moving on. So let's uh, let's unpack this one by one. Hunter, let's start with Drew Barrymore. Well, I'd love to. You can't see me. I don't know why my camera decided to stop working. I'm also now having fucking technical difficulties. You are apparently. 100% dark gray mist. Okay, there you go. <clears throat> and there you went. And there you go. There it goes. I'm coming back. There it is. I was doing something with my phone and it gave up on me. What, okay, what are we doing? Say it again. We're going to unpack some of these. <laughs> uh, tell me about Drew Barrymore. Okay, so you guys all know that the writer strike, uh, well, the writers and actors strikes uh, have been ongoing for some time now. Uh, basically, everybody is shut down. There are a few people ha- who have not really special permissions, but basically the the guild has reviewed their activities for whether or not they are 
uh, appropriate, you know, to, to continue to do during the strike. For example, uh, Pod Meets World, uh, Daniel Fishel, Rival Strong, Will Friedel, they're still doing the show because they're not promoting an active um, uh, project. Since the show's long since over. Um, the, the guys from It's Always Sunny have just announced that they're doing two of their live shows, but they still are not doing their podcast. The two live shows that they're doing, they're donating. They just announced today all their proceeds to SAG-AFTRA and, and to uh, the basically the uh, folks who are out on the picket line every day. They're, they're donating every bit of money they make for that to keep them you know fed and, and with water and, and taken care of. So that's all great. <clears throat> Drew Barrymore is also doing her part to take care of uh, her crew. And what she's going to do is go back on TV uh, and cross the picket line to do that. Uh, she announced a couple of days ago that her show is going to, uh, first of all, she's already dancing around resuming production. She made a point to say in her little announcement, um, quote, I made a choice to walk away from the MTV Film and Television Awards because I was the host and it had a direct conflict with what the strike was dealing with, which was studio streamers, film and television. It was also the first week of the strike. And so I did I th- what I thought was the appropriate thing at the time and stand in solidarity with the writers. And to be clear, our talk show actually wrapped on April 20th. So we never had to shut down the show. Now, Here's where it gets especially bad. Uh, I'm also making the choice to come back for the first time in the strike for our show. That may have my name on it, but is bigger than just me. Uh, (laughs) She begins the second paragraph with a very good phrase that says, I own this choice, to which many people have responded, oh yeah, you will. Um, She says, we're in compliance with not discussing or promoting film and television that is struck of any kind. She goes on to talk about how she launched in a global pandemic and her basically her show is too important. It's needed to bring everyone back together. She also ends it by saying that she is stepping forward into season four with an astute humility. Uh, One of my favorite comments on this was, I want to know what Drew Barrymore's definition of astute humility is. (laughs) Um, Basically, again, this is crossing the picket line like there's no two ways about it you can say oh our guests aren't going to do this okay drew barrymore show as a talk show has writers that means one of three things is happening you are using non-union writers Mm. you are using writers who are breaking the strike or you won't have writers at all now admittedly another suggestion i thought that was a great take and probably the highest rated one i've seen around all this was you know it would be really great is if she came out there, did a show without writers to show everyone how bad it was, and then went right back on strike. Well, okay. Because that's so, what it'll be. Anybody who goes on that show to talk about their kids or their little, you know, product line that they're promoting or whatever is basically crossing the line as well, even if they're not promoting their work. Um, again, they're contributing to a show that is actively taking away from the strike. End so of story. When the, and I'm being dead serious here, I don't remember all the details. When the strike, the writer strike happened years upon years ago, and Conan O'Brien was still doing his show, and he would go out there and he would spin the ring and all that stuff. Was that the same situation? To the best of my knowledge, yes. And basically, that was Conan going, okay, this was strictly a writer strike. It was not an actor strike. So he said, our writers are, you know, basically off so that they can get what they what they want. Um, I assume he had some sort of contract to deal that kept him going, or the fact that Conan himself uh, is not, I guess he's not uh, in the Writers yeah. Guild anymore, because surely he was at some point. Well, yeah, he wrote for, he the, wrote Simpsons for the Simpsons. And SNL, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I also may have predated the Writers Guild, right? Like, that's not... I thought the Writers Guild... Depends on how long ago that was. 
Because uh, there was also a writer's guild strike in like the early '90s or late '80s or something. I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately, but no, yeah, the writers guild has been around since 1933. What the fuck? Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, also, this week, I believe, and I don't know if it's the same situation. Uh, Bill Maher also announced he's bringing his show back. Is that the same situation? I would assume so. I mean, I didn't hear anywhere near as much about that as I did Drew Barrymore's. Um, especially because, again, her argument seems to be, and she never says it explicitly, but that thing about, you know, the show may have my name on it, but it's bigger than the, just that. Okay, you're right. Your writers are on strike. What they need is not for the show to come back. They need for you to, to stand in solidarity with them. The other people, people have pointed out numerous times, Drew Barrymore could very likely pay them out of her own pocket. Oh, sure, they all considering do. the money that she's made, and and there's so for her to suggest that they like need to come back to work is bullshit. This so, this is now a race to the bottom of who can jump back on TV first and basically say we did it. So Bill Maher is bringing his show back. He said real time is coming back. Unfortunately, Sands writers are writing. It's been five months, and it's time to bring people back to work. He says that while he sympathizes with the writers' concerns, there were other staff who were hurt financially by the strike. The writers have important issues I sympathize with, and I hope they are addressed to their satisfaction, but they are not the only people with issues, problems, and concerns. Despite some assistance from me, much of the staff is struggling mightily. Um, and I'll, I'll say this in, in comparison. I don't want to defend Bill Maher here um, for a litany of reasons, but uh, Bill Maher probably doesn't have the kind of... The Drew very, Barrymore very money? He doesn't have the money. Drew Barrymore, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Drew Barrymore has is what yeah. I was going to say. He wasn't an um, E.T. I... I'm in no I'm in no position to say whether he does or doesn't have the money to do it, but he doesn't have her kind of money. Agreed. I would be awfully fucking surprised if she didn't have the money to take care of her people. I, I agree with that completely. Um, I just, you know, I, I feel like we should at least, you know, call out everybody that's doing it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. yeah just, I agree. Just mention. She just happened to be the most she was, high profile and, and, one. This is the first time hearing about Bill Maher. Well, I say, I did, and I she was the first, that. too. She was the first. Bill Maher did it after her. So, you know, she right. she was the one yep. that struck while the iron's hot on there. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never really cared for Drew Barrymore. I also never cared for Bill Maher. I, for whatever reason, really don't like Bill Maher. I don't know what it is. Uh, he's liberal. I'm allegedly liberal. There's something about Bill Maher that like drives me. I think it's his intolerance of others' opinions, and um, yeah. especially when it comes to religion, that really upsets me. Uh, yep. And and you probably, oh my God, do you remember when? Uh, the re- they had wrestlers on there talking about wrestlers dying, and Bill Maher was talking about how fake it was, and Roddy Piper fucking went off on him and embarrassed him. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Yep. Loved it. I yeah, I've I've I also never been a big fan of <laughs> Bill Maher. I'm not really interested in his his politics. I, I, you you can be on the same side as me on a lot of things politically, and that doesn't mean I have to like you as a person. Jim Cornette, um, and he just comes across like a dick. Yeah, I, I, that's to me it's all about perception in that case and and he seems like a dickhead and that seems good enough for me and so. and, and i'm gonna agree with you on that both on both of them <laughs> on him andrew barrymore uh but, yeah talking about jay Moore, you know you say jay Moore? And, no, bill, bill Moore. bill Moore. you're thinking all of right. jay Moore? yes got him. yeah anyway okay. bill i i agree but you know what happens like if i was to hand my baby to him like she would probably start screaming you know why why as he used to be a piece of shit. God damn! <laughs> I don't know how. I like Lindsay... how Lindsay talked over it, and so you couldn't hear it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be a piece of shit. The difference is he's still a piece of shit. Uh, Jesse, right. now Jesse, you talk about. Um, oh, we don't want to talk about that. That's too depressing. 
<clears throat> oh, you talking about the girl that got hit? Yeah, that's too depressing. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, and, and that partially, was just partially, extremely fucked up. Well, partially because also, if you listen to the cops' excuse for it, and I don't know, I don't know because you can only hear one side of the conversation with the way that the body cam worked. Um, they said that they he was not making fun of what happened to her. They were together making fun of how the city was going to respond to it and how little they care for this person's life. I don't know which side's true, and since I wasn't there and I can't make that call, I'm not going to condemn the dude, but it is a sad situation. And that's a that's really really hard. Like to like, I can see where they would try to make that argument, but listening to the audio clip, it's that's a little that's a little bit of a stretch. Like, I mean, they were actively laughing about like how she wasn't all that important. Like, her worth was only about twenty k or some shit like that. They'll just write a check. Which again, and if, if that was them saying that's what the state, that's what the city will say or whatever, I mean, I don't agree with it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending laughing about someone dying, but you know, in a situation like this, I think it's important to give the facts and not just do the, um, you know, uh, just off the shoulder, off the cuff, emotional response to what is clearly a a very tactless situation uh, discussion. I don't know. I mean, you ran through yeah, a pretty it, shitty cop situation last night, too. I don't, know I don't want to talk about that, that one but... either. Yeah. yeah, me either. Yeah. I'm good. Which uh, one? No, we'll talk about it. Um, if it's the one I heard the, you listening to, no. Yeah, Jesse, here's a short version. Uh, somebody's dog was in trouble. They were uh, driving very fast to get to the vet. They get pulled over for speeding. They pleaded with the cops to let them go because of the situation. The cops didn't. Dog died. Yep. Very sad very disgusting situation yep but we we all agree that like there are some things that you know we like to poke the fun at things on after dark and laugh about it that's not something i can laugh at i i can't i can't do that so let's switch gears and jesse really quick something as video game lovers and um i know you especially are way into more technical stuff than me the unity situation what are your thoughts on that because they are definitely motherfuckers uh, see, I haven't actually like looked that much into it. I know I heard that uh, they are changing something in how Unity is used, and it's causing a bunch of games to have to potentially shut down. Yes, so uh, because of the fees they're attaching to the use of the engine. Yeah, so the short of it is the way they had it set up before was especially for indie developers. If an indie developer made a game, they made a game for very cheap or free, with the deal being that if they became successful, they would then negotiate or you know pay fees later on. But the way they're doing it now is it's more of an upfront thing. So for every person that like installs it onto their system, they have to pay a fee, which in some cases, especially with like free to play games, could amount to massive fees and millions upon millions to which a lot of indie companies simply cannot pay. So a lot of people are either switching from Unity completely and going to Unreal, or in the case of some games like Cult of the Lamb, they, they said they were just going to straight up pull their game because they can't afford to pay Unity anymore. It's it's a shitty situation. There's a lot of backlash against Unity for this. It, it could be the end. The shitty part about this, I have Philip DeFranco talked about this today. I do recommend listening to Philly D because uh, I, I, love, I love him. Um, he was talking about how the president of the company, I believe it was the president of the company, sold off his stock like two days or a day before they made this announcement because he knew it was going to tank. And sure enough, he sold his stock off and yup. Insider trading. Yup. The stock (laughs) tanked. Like that's, that is like the textbook (sighs) definition of what that is. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. 
Oh, the, don't the, you love it? The problem, Hunter, is that uh, during the trial for the guy about this insider trading, there was this fucking guy in the uh, in, in the, the the viewers that was wearing this hat. It was like it was like a fedora, but it had like safari flaps in it. I okay, I I did see that, and if I remember correctly, he did defend himself by saying that the guy at the store said that he had looked great. It was the only person he'd ever seen who it looked good on. You know, I think think he had a pair of dice in his pocket, but he was too afraid to, too embarrassed to show people. I did hear about that. Look, stop fucking with it. All right. (laughs) Okay, that's enough, motherfuckers. There's too many this week. Also, Lauren Bobert. Also, um, oh, oh, uh, the guys down in Mexico for presenting those absolutely real alien bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Again, again, as I said, I've seen those guys before. They were telling me in 1997 that the galaxy is on Orion's belt. They're from Men in Black. (laughs) It was the little guy in the guy's head. Yeah. Yeah. That's that guy. Oh my god. I've seen that guy before. Here's one last one if you want to go if you want to go look in the uh the text only there. I got um, one for you. I'm heading that way. Uh Fox I'm going to read it out loud. I'm not going to even I'm not going to read it ahead of time. Fox host Larry Kudlow <laughs> rages that Biden's climate plan will force Americans to drink plant-based beer. Plant-based beer. No, beer. beer is made. <laughs> it says at the top, "Hey Larry, quick question." Um, <laughs> how do you believe oh. no it's too easy it's too easy oh my god also, uh, do you know who that guy is because i distinctly remember when i used to work at kzim i would hear his promos uh his name is larry kudlow yeah. and his, he his promos he would cut him himself and he has this really annoying it's kind of halfway to gilbert Gottfried, and he goes larry kudlow on kzi oh my god oh kill me every time it came up i was like can i can i manage to skip it before it happens can i put somebody else's promo in there the only better one than that was that oh. fucking guy with the was it the tire service in jackson that piece oh of that's shit. uh charlie, charlie Glick. he still got those places he changed he changed the name of them he owns one up here now too he oh. changed the name of them to not be that so that he wouldn't like get quite as much uh, attention but he also my understanding is he doesn't do the ads anymore I'm pretty sure he got some fairly severe backlash from that. I can't. Uh, yeah, why. his uh, he got review bombed because one of them went viral, <clears throat> uh, the, the anti-trans one. Yeah, uh, there we go, the bathroom one. Because I sent that yeah, to you guys, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 Oh, doctor, things are heating up in America. Okay, Hunter Biden <laughs> indicted what on three gun charges. Um, oh, God, I heard about that earlier today. Trump, That's all I heard. But Trump and the Republicans want to invade Mexico with a uh, military force. Uh, they also want to abolish the, uh, DACA. the Department of Education. They, yeah, and they're getting rid of DACA. Like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I need Juicy Chibs oh, back. Lord. Really hit me on this. <laughs> Hunter, really quick, before we get into the top five, can you yeah. please read off to me the names of the chat? Because a lot has changed. We've added a new member to the roster, Ethan Craig Miles. Welcome yeah, to the group. As of today. That means which one, I think makes us 10, 10 strong, uh, right? That's one extra name. Um, and these things are changing so fast, we want to preserve it for prosperity. Because uh, oh, there's 11 of us. Shit. They, we changed the name of the group on Ace's suggestion today on the Nintendo Direct, which we didn't even talk about that. My God, there was a lot of good stuff on that new Contra game I'm excited about. Um, another terrible oh, title, yeah, Jesse. I, got, I have a DLC to go purchase. Uh, <laughs> fucking unicorn, unicorn overlord. overlord. <laughs> Man, I mean, I hate how okay. fucking cool that game looks, though. What What was that other game that was called, like, Super Crazy something or other? They, they, 
they showed something earlier in the direct that was like super crazy da da da. There was like two other words, and I was like, just put them together because super crazy unicorn overlord is totally a game I would play. That sounds like <laughs> that the sounds best great. Indie game you've ever played. I love it. I'm pretty sure that's the sequel to Bro Force, Super Crazy Unicorn Overlord. Uh, I'm really excited. or uh, or Super Crazy Trombone Champ. Like I'm into it. Let's go. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes ever is Jesse. As we're talking about trombone champ, he says, "What is that? What is a trombone?" Somebody said trombone. He's like, "What's that?" And I was like, "It's a musical instrument. I played it in high school." <laughs> I played one. I'm not a stupid. I was I'm actually typing messages like Shannon can relive his youth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so the names. Um, <clears throat> shit. You were talking about the name of the group now. Explain. Yeah, it's it's uh it's the Grape Witch and the Sour Bunch, Lindsay, which by the way is the name of the villains in the new Princess Peach game. The Grape the Witch sour bunch. and the Sour, and the sour bunch. bunch. Now, with that said, so, that, that game looks good, by the way. It looks good. Yes. Uh so the members of the Sour Bunch include uh Asa Gray as lounges for sophisticated people. <laughs> um, Cody Sandusky remains the white rat market. <laughs> Ethan had to start off with one that's indicative for him, so it's pineapple. No, pineapple. No, <laughs> I have uh, clear. Clearly, I am a homeless crab. <laughs> um, and all I, could, I immediately pictured the gift of that crab smoking that cigarette. <laughs> He's swallowing on some hard times, man. You can't blame him. Uh, starring uh, Bob as adjacent squash. <laughs> Jesse Kimball as in all caps. We hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh Kazman is uh invoking his Native American name. He is Slight Wolf Barking. Uh, <laughs> starring Shannon Young as the butterfly sky no the butterscotch fly technique. There it is. Uh, I feel like that it should be butterfly scotch. Uh, the butterfly scotch technique was what I did last night. That's, there you that's go. A baby. Steve, so Stephen Bright as fat elephant panties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zach Curtis is a professional gorilla. <laughs> and obviously Tanner Calvert is the Hillbilly Brothers. <laughs> I think my favorite two are, so Ethan and I were watching the uh, uh, Nintendo uh, Mario Wonder trailer. <laughs> and it's the part where Princess Peach touched the, the turnip or whatever it turns into the elephant. And I was like, oh, well, there's her fat elephant panties. So that became a name. And and then the professional gorilla might be my favorite one because we were talking about Donkey Kong and someone today in the store was like, Why does Donkey Kong wear a tie? And I was like, Well, he wants to look, he wants to be a professional gorilla. He's got he's a, professional. He's professional. He's got a job. Yes. He's, he's got dreams. All right. He's got shit to do. He got he got things next week. Lindsay, what's the top five for tonight? Uh tonight we are picking our top five science fiction properties. So it now, can be movies, TV, books. Now originally whatever. originally you said this was going to be um space themed. Is it space specifically or is it any sci fi? I mean any sci fi. Okay. A lot of movies are gonna be on my list then. <laughs> Just giving you a warning. Let's <laughs> okay. let, I'm gonna give Jesse Kimball one chance on this one. He gets one chance, and if he doesn't take it, I am taking it. I'm not going to say what it is. We're going to see what happens. Let's start with Jesse Kimball. All right. I'm actually trying to. So, you know, what I would have mentioned whenever Lindsay mentioned this topic, uh, since I tend to lean towards sci fi in all my forms of entertainment mediums, uh, 
I, I've used many, many of my favorite sci-fi things on dozens of lists through the years. So I'm trying to like, you know, go uh, off that a little bit and think of other new things that I haven't talked about a lot. So Shannon, uh, whatever you're thinking of, you're almost certainly free to take it because I, yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with Future Man. Uh, it is a Hulu exclusive. Oh, it's a Hulu show, it's, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's got like five or six seasons. It, uh, oh God, what is the name of that kid? Uh, I think he was like PETA in the Hunger Games, if I remember he was, right. I can't think of, uh, Hutch, Hutch Josh, 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 Josh Yeah, Hutchinson. Josh Hudson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, um... Oh god damn! I can't think of the girl's name either. She was in Scrubs and uh, Sarah Chalk. Not Sarah Chalk. Chalk. Is it Sarah? Not Chalk? Sarah Chalk. Well, she was where the face is in his mind, but the name is not coming. That's exactly what's happening to me right now. Uh, and she also has kind of a weird name anyway. But Eliza Koo. Uh, I I absolutely love that actress and regularly forget her fucking name. Anyway, it's it has, it's a hysterical fucking show. Uh, basically, this kid is playing this video game. There is a level that nobody has beaten. And he finally beats it, and it turns out that this game was a test sent back to the past by this uh, rebellious organization trying to find their champion to save humanity in the future. So, so it's the last beats- Starfighter, but with time travel. They make that exact joke. They make fun of, like, every sci-fi franchise in this show. And, yeah, like, that's... As soon as they pop back in time and explain what happens, that's exactly what Mr. Futterman says (laughs) in response. It's very, very funny. It's a very, very funny show. Uh, And it's also just legitimately good. It kind of, like, falls apart towards the end, but the first three seasons are pretty spectacular. Okay, well, Jesse lost his opportunity. So, we're going to go to uh, Mr. Tanner Calvert mm-hmm. now. Let's see what he's got up his okay. sleeve. So my question is, do I have to pick a franchise or one independent? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's properties. There's yeah. nothing about franchises. You pick whatever the hell you want to pick, Tanner. Yeah, me and Hunter Jesus just kind of Christ, inserted Lindsay. that into Lindsay's comment. <laughs> well, I was going to say, she, she's already had to answer this once with, with me and Jesse, but we both were like, oh, yeah, we misread it, you know. Shit. But now, now, now she's had to answer it again, and that's too much. <laughs> too much! I asked that question, and Lindsay hit me with... <laughs> All right, uh, so I guess I'm going to have to take Star Wars. Get fucked, nerds! Right now is my time to live with Star Wars. I I love the expanded media. I love all the TV shows. And in a world with Ahsoka happening right now, oh my god, I'm heaven. So do we argue with him that technically Star Wars is supposed to be a fantasy genre? It's no. considered sci-fi. Why would you it's ever consider sci-fi. that? Right. Because everything that I've been watching lately, it was originally created to be more of fantasy. Everything you watch hates I mean, you. It is, Only we love it you. It is fantasy. It, it's sci-fi fantasy. Like it's, it's it can Fair be enough. both things. Lindsay, most things are fantasy. When I go to bed at night and I dream of dying, that's fantasy. But if you're anyway. flying around space in a in a ship, uh, it's it's With probably a laser sci-fi. sword. Man, a surprising <laughs> amount of things are also science fiction for what it's worth. Like I know. also the, the I description know. for science fiction is so broad. It's basically like I'm is there technology? Is it cool? It's sci-fi. <laughs> Congrats, you have sci-fi. Well, what if it doesn't no. have technology? Is it still cool? Yeah, it's probably sci-fi then. Probably sci-fi. Oh, okay. I'm saying Star Wars, but to be specific, fucking Ahsoka. 
If you were, a f- uh, I've, I've said this before. If you were a fan of Rebels, like Lindsay and Tanner, you will, or the Clone Wars and Jesse, you will love Ahsoka. It is, li- I mean, it literally is live action Clone Wars and Rebels, especially no spoilers, you got Tanner. Talking- no spoilers. Mm, I can't say it. Last episode was off the chizzy. So I, I gotta say one character because it's not really spoiling anything because he doesn't do anything major in the episode. No, no, do not do no because if the character is in the episode, I want to be surprised. I I will spoil a character that's in the previews and it's one of the main characters, so it's not a surprise. But he's the best part of the show, and that's Balin, played by Ray Stevenson. Yes, I agree. No, I agree. But Balin also, is pretty awesome. Fucking Chopper, Balin. Oh God, I love Balin. Chopper. Anyway. Chopper is the funniest part of the show. He's funny. Jason's, Jason's complaining. I, I am also very much loving the show, but I I can understand where if you haven't watched everything, where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Oh yeah, I actually so, everything ties back to I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, and it's it uh, isn't for <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it isn't for you, Hunter. It's that clip of him driving. Uh, and he doesn't know how to drive, and he says, "I don't know any of this shit," and I'm scared. If you've never seen Rebels and you watch Ahsoka, um, but yeah, yeah no, no, I, so- I haven't, and I haven't even tried to watch it. Dude, That's I, why I'm I'm being quiet because I don't want to be that guy. I, I'm dead dead ass. I I wasn't invested the first episode. I fell asleep because I didn't watch Rebels, and I wasn't I didn't watch a lot of Clone Wars. But what kept me interested in the first few episodes was literally Ray Stevenson's Balin. He's so intimidating and so good as a Jedi. He may be my favorite Jedi I've ever seen, at least physically. He he looks yeah. he looks unlike any other Jedi I've ever seen because he's older. He's he's kind of like Obi Wan. But buff, <laughs> like if Obi Wan you know, was physically intimidating, that we were talking about it at, at work today, <laughs> and I, I, I tend to agree with what this person said. Uh, ben Solo or, or Kylo Ren's lightsaber would have been perfect for him. For yeah, yeah, because he, he has, has kind of that, that old knight style. look. Yeah, because he does like the broad short sword yeah. style. He's, I mean, he's fighting with a broad sword basically. Yeah, yeah. It's the heavy strikes is great. Man. Once once it got further into the season, I'm I've definitely hooked. I don't entirely buy Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka just because her character seems so different from the character I was used to. But it's grown on me. And again, it's the, also like forty now. So. I I understand I where they also have the, taken it and where they're going with it. Yeah, because the character you were used to was also a teenager. teenager. Well, but she was also in Rebels as an adult, right? No. Yes, uh, but she was still very much still v- similar to how she was in Clone Wars, just maybe a little bit more on the mature end. And now she's really she's mature. She's also gone through a lot of shit before coming up to this. Now she's so mature, so. she barely has a personality. So, that's Man, when you all, know. It's all, it's all explained in the show. Go watch it. You'll that's when it you up. know you've hit maturity. But we can't say anything else because it would be spoilers. Let's go over to Hunter. Yes. Oh, okay. Um... Well, I, I'm going to feel bad now because I'm the one who's going to take it from you, but clearly the correct answer at first is Ghostbusters. Yeah, fuck, I didn't even have it on my list. Because it wasn't... Yeah, I, I mean, that's shocking Well, me. most most of my list is based in space. Because generally when I, think fair. Of, when I think sci-fi, I think like space and shit like that. But you're right. That's it, fair. It's, and I mean, it's huge. It's vague. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Ghostbusters is by a very technical definition science fiction, but I mean, at the same time, it's, it's not totally out of the realm of that. It's This is what I'm constantly saying when uh, my coworkers, you guys know what I mean by that, are like, what, what's your what's your favorite movie? I'm like, it's Ghostbusters. I've never seen it. I'm like, I'm not surprised. It came out in 1984. But hear me out. 
do you like any kinds of movies? Because there's something in there for you. Do you like movies at all? There's romance, there's action, there's horror, there's comedy, comedy. there's science fiction. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is a, it's, it's defined, I think, generally as a comedy, but I mean, there's a little bit of literally everything in there. The library um, goes, the great lady scared the shit out of me. Still yes. scares the shit and, out of me. And, to me, the science behind it is what's so fucking cool. Like again, it's science fiction because it's not really totally based in reality. It's but, science, um, especially fiction. the packs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite literally that the the proton pack is legitimately my favorite movie prop of all time. Um, and and so that's what I'm constantly thinking of. Like anytime that I get something that's that's related, like you know, that I'm boom, it's right there. Like if I gotta have iconography or imagery imagery from it, that's what I'm going for. If it's not the logo, yeah, so. And with that iconic yeah, noise when it, when it fires up. Oh god, it's so good. The the um well the wand that I've got behind me, that's uh the the one. But it, the new packs, the Hasbro packs, they make all the sounds. You can do all the stuff and it's just <clears throat> I just sit there and turn it on, just play with it. It sounds so cool. Just to hear the sound. Um Hell yeah. I'm gonna go next and Jesse, this is what I was talking about. I don't know if you thought about it, or maybe you did think about it and you just didn't want to put it on your list. But um my first pick is Coheed and Cambria. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good um, one. Uh, the, I legitimately did not think about Amory Wars. Uh, yeah. Because as Jesse knows, because Jesse's a big Coheed fan like me, probably a bigger Coheed fan than me. Um, I don't know about that. But, well, uh, we're both big fans. We both love Coheed. Yes. Um, yes. It, the, the albums are based on a story that Claudio Sanchez wrote, which is a sci-fi very similar to kind of a Star Wars vein um, about, you know, Claudio Kilgannon and his family, Coheed and Cambria. And, and it's this really big sweeping epic um that's gone over every album except one and a lot of people like when i listen i think they have two that aren't well, uh, I, I know the one with the uh, now. the one with um um now you uh you got spirit kid what was the name of that album was it the color before the sun or something like that uh or is it i thought i had something about rainbow in it the album names are so long yes uh, and complicated <laughs> Why are you guys looking that up? Entire story because you've sort of explained me. I've tried to explain it. it. (laughs) The the story is is complicated. Yes, this doubles back to Ghostbusters. While you're looking for that, I forgot I was going to share this with you. You guys remember I've been trying to get something for my Pro pro Controller for the longest time to put on the back. Um, Instead of the logo, I'm sending the picture. I just ordered this sticker from Redbubble today, and that's what's going to go on the back of it. Nice. I I love that. (laughs) And And it it goes perfectly across the back. Like the size should be just right for them to kind of look like they're running across the back of the controller. I also appreciate the fact that uh, I'm I'm happy Winston (laughs) is brown and not green like he was in the. And yeah, it was the color before the sun. And the other one I was thinking of was Year of the Black Rainbow, but I'm pretty sure that was. I think that's canon. Yeah. Amory Wars canon. Um, but so yeah. you might be right. It might just be the the color before the sun that's not canon. But it, it's it's a great story. Um, it goes over multiple albums. If you've ever listened to Coheed's music and thought, "Man, those lyrics are weird. What the fuck are they talking about?" Well, that's why it's a story. Um, yep. It's it's what what is it called when you do stories through albums? Uh, concept album. I, am I think. Am I, I mean, the right term. That, yeah, yeah I'm pretty I mean, sure more or less. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, whether it's like storyboarded out or not, yeah, because it's all centered around a single concept. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would call it that. Yeah. So, yeah, Coheed and Cambria is my first pick. Let's go to Lindsay. That's a good I am going to go with the property that I have the most stuff of as far as being a fan of, which is going to be Robotech. 
She does. Because I've got the whole series. I've got the movies. I've got the comics. I've finally finished getting physical copies of all the novels last year. And I have given up on them doing the live action film, even though they still have stuff in order. But it has been like almost 20 years since they talked about it. And it still hasn't happened. Production. So. Welcome to production hell. Right? Yep. <laughs> Oh, uh, well. We actually did a really good... The second... Was it the second? No, not the second episode. The second no, episode we did was, was Tara Reid. Um, it was like four or five in. Yeah, but one of the first episodes of Podzilla 1985 we ever did, after wrestling, after Tara Reid, after Tanner, uh, we're talking about ghosts, Lindsay and I did an episode on Robotech. And uh, it was actually one of my favorite episodes because I didn't know jack shit about Robotech other than I'd watched Macross a couple times. And there's Lindsay, there's a broke lot it of down. people that love Robotech, and there's a lot of people that hate Robotech because they like Macross and they don't like now, this whole other entity has like. W- will you really quick for people from it? For people that don't know, one of my favorite little trivias about this, please explain it, and then we'll move on. We'll go back to Jesse. Is Robotech isn't just Robotech, right? Like it's it's actually no. two different shows that the in Three. America that they just plugged in together and made it the same series, right? Because in the the nineteen eighties, to have a cartoon series, you had to have X number of episodes for syndication. I don't I don't even remember how many it actually is that they had to have, but in order to get enough episodes they purchased uh macross um it's something like mobile tank southern cross and then mesopedia which are all like all different mech animes that were created by the same studio in japan and uh harmony gold put it all together they created a different like bible based on the series from that and basically macross is the first generation southern cross is the second generation and then Mesopedia turned into the third generation, where it's this, this massive interstellar war that is going on between humanity and the Zentradi, and then the Robotech Masters, and then ultimately the Invid are the main villains afterwards. And it's just a huge, huge epic space opera. And that's just wild that they took three completely different shows and just put them together and like, you're the same show now. Yeah, they because they, they redubbed over stuff, they spliced things together and just made it work. I told you, Lindsay is fucking on it when it comes to Robotech. Uh, and her favorite character is Min May. All right, we're going back to Jesse. Ha, ha, ha. She's grown on me, but I, she's not my favorite. Second favorite character in anime is Chibi Usa. Jesse, go ahead. All right. Uh, I think there was, like, one day where, like, Lindsay and I were hanging out. I don't remember who was for, like, going to a convention or something. And she filled, like, an hour and a half just, oh, it was to Perryville. They were going yeah. to Perryville. She filled, like, a solid, like, hour and a half just, like, mm-hmm. Filling me in on Robotech. It was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> no, Robotech right, can be a sit-down conversation if you're with the right person. It is. Right. We did it with a whole episode on it. And, and Shannon's doing it right, right now. I, <laughs> uh, I, I am a little bummed that I didn't even think of the Amory Wars because uh, yeah, Shannon's right. Coheed and Cambry is my uncontested all-time favorite band, and I, I just didn't even think of it. I like to think Jesse is the guy from I Think You Should Leave looking at my burger going, I should have I should have got that. <laughs> I should have ordered that. I should have ordered that. I should have ordered that. <laughs> Shannon, you're the number five pick. Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> I'm going to ex- explain the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one we're going to go with is Stein's Gate. Mm-hmm. It's an animu. Um uh, Lindsay, I know Lindsay has seen it. She's probably the only other person. Well, Shelby's seen it too. I am aware of its uh, existence. 
it, it is a truly spectacular show. Like it, it's one of those uh, anime that I like fucking even, love Steins Gate. <laughs> it's so goddamn good. Like even outside of like it, it doesn't have any of the stereotypical anime tropes. Uh, so I can easily recommend this to anyone that just enjoys science fiction. Uh, the entire story is about a dude who accidentally kind of discovered time travel, but like not true tra- time travel. Like he can just go back to a previous version of himself. Uh, and it he all can involves send microwaves, bananas, and cell phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he figures out a way to like send messages back in time. And like he's the only one that can remember the changes. So, like, he remembers, like, what happened in previous timelines, and he's trying to stop a specific event from occurring, and in order to do so, he has to go through, like, a certain number of things, and it is a just truly incredible story, and it, it, I highly, highly recommend it it's to anyone so, that enjoys so sci-fi. Just Even if you fucking about. hate anime, I do. give this show a shot. We'll see. Let's move on. I forget, to- is it is the other one considered a second season or is it its own thing from it? I don't remember. Are you talking about Zero? Yeah. Uh, so Zero tells the story of. It's not really a plot hole, but like I, we could talk about it afterward, Lindsay, because it's okay. kind of a spoiler. Oh, man, if there's one, I don't like anime anymore. I used to be big into it. I don't care for it anymore. But if there was one thing that I think anime really excelled at, it was science fiction. I could think, I have one anime on my list, and as you're talking, I'm thinking of more, and I'm replacing things, and now I can't decide which one to put on there. Because <laughs> so, there well, is definitely, like... If you're thinking of, I probably have it also. So if you don't say I feel it, like I it is. I feel like I weirdly know it, and I'm going to type it in here. Yeah, I, w- I would like right. to see if that's the one, because there's one that I thought about putting on there, but I didn't oh, because not- of Lindsay. Okay. Yeah. not the one no, that I... Well, I'm, Hunter, I'm, I'm Hunter got it. No, Hunter got it right. Uh, that's Not it. Really? Yep. yep. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, and I'll, tell you exactly once. I'll tell you exactly how I knew because I remember Jesse, this that's the other name one. because it was a guy's it was a guy's forum name on a forum I used to frequent called Game Winners, and I always was like, "What the yep. fuck is that from?" Yep. Yep. And then and, I found out because you told me, and I was like, "That's who that fucking guy was talking about." And I'm, I'll save it for my turn, but he's absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Let's go to Tanner for his next pick. Definitely not anime. Uh, <clears throat> No, no, it's not live action. Actually, uh, the uh, Cornetto, I guess it's how it's pronounced. The trilogy, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Cornetto. Hot Fuzz, Cornetto. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, uh, World's End. The World's End. It's a uh, uh, It's a type of ice cream. That's yes. why it's called the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, I, it's a, like a British ice cream. I've never seen Shaun Hot of the Fuzz. Dead is my favorite. Oh, Hot Fuzz is my second favorite. I love that movie. I, I think I, Shaun of the Dead's the only one of those I've watched. No, we watched that World's I, End. Hot fuzz I fell asleep. Maybe, maybe. It was a weird I've not one. completed it. I remember the beginning, but I fell asleep, and you had to tell me what happened, and I don't remember what you told me happened. It was really Pers- good. Personal opinion, World's End is probably my least favorite. It's the weakest of the three. I think most uh, people would agree with that. I think, I think it, so. it, 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 it sounds bad to say that they're declining in quality, but it's kind of like, again, talking about most of the Marvel movies. Even the bad ones are not bad. They're just not as good as the other ones. Right. Yeah, not everything seen, can be as good as Shaun of the Dead. Right. But, I mean, there's sometimes hot fuzz if I'm just feeling that kind of comedy. Okay, so... And that's fair. Let me let me throw this out. Genuine question, because it's the only one I haven't seen. Is hot fuzz in any way science fiction, or is it just a cop story? 
I think it's just a cop story. It's just a cop story. Okay. I was just curious about that. That's not a shot. I just, I've never seen Hot Fuzz and I've heard people talk about that as the trilogy. So I thought, you know, like if you look at John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy, all of them are censored around, you know, science fiction and shit like that. So I didn't know if it was kind of the same thing, but all right. But if, I mean, but for the, for the point of this list, Shaun of the Dead, uh, because it, I mean, it's a horror movie. Yeah. And horror it's Shaun of the Dead. Samus. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. But so yeah. one of my favorite things I read is, they were making the movie with the idea of like, hey, our movie is taking place in the same universe as George Romero's, one of George Night. Romero's movies. Yeah. So this is the same zombie virus that's going around in his movies. We're just, it's just funny for us. And if you want to get technical with it. Uh, <laughs> they just um, got a really weird situation going on. What, Simon Pegg is in uh, Land of the Dead as a zombie. You could argue that that's Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho, he just he made his way. That, that is an argument. And it was, uh, but it wasn't him and Nick Frost. It was him and uh, Edgar Wright, which was kind of strange. I just assumed it would be those two. But anyway, let's go to Hunter. All right. I decided I'm going to try to do at least one thing for multiple different properties. So I'm going to move from movies into TV. Uh, and this is the one Shannon's actually going to be no, mad at me about because I'm taking the X Files. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. Here's the thing. Now you and I both get to talk about it. The X Files is, I mean, without a doubt, it's it's if it's not the number one sci-fi TV show of all time, it is absolutely in the top what three? three. I don't know what else you could really put up there. I mean, I start well. I don't want to start just. I was gonna say I don't want to just start listing things because yeah. I'm sure other people have stuff on their their list. But like, there's only a handful of other things I can think that really belong up there in terms of TV sci-fi. Um, the X-Files to me is, is the best. Again, you're going to find over the course of my list, I like really grounded sci-fi. Mm. I'm actually not huge on, on uh, space stories. I'm, I, I like some stuff related to that, but I'm much bigger on the, uh, the, the weird and the, you know, the, again, Ghostbusters, X-Files, the, the tech-based sort of um, how can we interact with the, the weird parts of the world with new stuff that we've invented in a lot of ways. And, and to the X-Files does a lot of that. Um, absolutely it's not always it's not always sci-fi of course not all of us is, is, is science based but there's quite a bit yeah. because usually they try to kind of pseudo ground it in reality i mean that's the whole or reason that the Scully. character yeah. exists and works right yeah let me give you the reasonable expectation of of what's going on here and it's um, one of, it's one of the smartest most clever and genuinely sometimes scary and funny i mean it's it's it, it's a yeah. wide range i i maintain that miss when i sat down and watched it with my dad when it was originally airing i tried to show it to my ex-girlfriend she fell asleep during the first episode that should have been a sign i like a i like a property that contains multitudes you know i like something that does a little bit of everything and that to me that's when sci-fi works best when it's not strictly just you know it's a horror movie or it's a comedy or whatever i want to i want a little bit of everything and I, I think this one, uh, God, now that we're talking about it, now I'm thinking of a million things I want to put on my list. I hate this. I hate this topic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> that I was too vague. Uh, it's, it's a good topic, but yeah, there, it is just like... It's too much. There's so much. I, yeah. It's yeah. too much! They needed much. some more structure. So I'll uh, legitimately, before Hunter said his pick, I was sitting here thinking, okay, I, I want to say the one Hunter put in there because I think that's funny, but at the same time, I want to get X-Files in before he does. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, we'll go with what uh, Hunter guessed at earlier, and he's absolutely right. It's Trigun. Trigun is a 
it, I'll never forget. I walked into GameStop. Hunter, you'll like this story. I walked into GameStop yeah. and I wanted to buy Vash the Stampede. There was a Vash the Stampede, um, like really well done sculpture figure. And I'd never yeah. seen Trigun at that point. I just think he looked cool. He had the Is long McFarlane re- figure. Yeah, he had the long red jacket. And, and Lindsay, you have the same one, but the gray one. And we have. I, I, I have Vash a is just a. Bash's design is just fucking awesome. He's a bam. Like, he's just a cool fucking character. And I go in there and Lee Hodges is like, no, you want to buy the Akira figure. And I'm like, no, I want that guy. He's like, have you I seen? I had that one too. He's like, have you seen Trigun? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what it is, but he looks cool. He was so mad I bought him instead of Akira. But Is uh, it this guy? Uh, that one? Uh, let me look. Is that yep. the figure you were talking about? That's the one I got. And Lindsay has the gray version yep. of that. Nice. Yeah, um, mine, he's in a black awesome. trench coat with silver hair. So but mind try- you, I, I I should point out I've never seen a single second of Trigun. This also I'm I'm regularly trying to remember what the character looks like. I just remember you talking about this on a, <laughs> either a previous episode or us talking about it, and me going, "That's what that guy was talking about." All those yeah, so it has Vash stuck in my head for that ever ever since. The reason he's called Vash the Stampede um, is because he is an insurance agent's nightmare. Um, in fact, part of the funny part of the show, like, I'm not kidding. So he is an outlaw. He's the humanoid typhoon. Yeah. What is he? The double billion dollar man or something like that? Yeah. Um, he's, he's this gunslinger in a futuristic, what is the planet? It's called Gunsmoke, isn't it? If I remember correctly. I'm looking at it. The I planet Gunsmoke. Yeah. So yes. long. It, it is the billion the double dollar. Figure. Billion double dollar man. There it is. And he, they're on the planet Gunsmoke, which is awesome on its own. And it's this—it's a sci-fi western. I love sci-fi westerns. That is my shit, man. I will take yeah. that all day. Um, and it's this funny story about Vash, who's this generally good-natured guy who doesn't want any trouble. But everywhere he goes, trouble follows him. And he's constantly destroying shit to the point that they send two insurance agent, Millie and Merrill, to follow him to make sure he doesn't cause damage. And it's really, yep. it's super funny at first, but then it gets really heavy and dark. They bring in Nicholas D. Wolfwood, who is a preacher with a giant cross that is a gun that also opens up and contains more guns, because that's what guns. you need. <laughs> I, uh, I do enjoy his uh, portable confessional, though, that yes. it's literally just a box shaped like a church that he'll pop over someone's head. Yes. <laughs> And then you have Knives, his brother of it's it's so good. Legato Blue Summers, I mentioned him, his music on our last show. And it also had the very first time an anime made me cry. And spoiler alert, uh-huh. when Nicholas Wolfwood died, I was oh, yeah. fucking no, heartbroken. I yeah. I bawled. I loved Wolfwood, man. That was so fucking cool. I was about to say, I don't know you love that motherfucker's gun. <laughs> oh, just no, Wolfwood is my hands-down favorite character from that series, and I I remember watching it on Adult Swim and bawling my eyes out at, like, 1 in the morning knowing I had to get up for class at 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want yeah. him to die. Yeah. Shannon, you talk about sci-fi westerns. I know a sci-fi western. Got Bigfoot. Got an alien. Got little gremlins running around the swamps. I feel what? confused. I don't know what you're talking about. Red Dead. Red Dead's technically a sci-fi western. I guess that's true, but it's not enough sci-fi for me. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, a, a version. Of but, Tanner, keep that I, keep keep that in your head, because my next pick is going to be very similar to that. Keep it in your head. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Lindsay. I guess I'll continue with the anime train and bring up Outlaw Star. You started the is- anime train. I, I know, but nope, I'm going to continue I it. No, she, oh, no, no Robotech. No, she, yeah, Robotech. Yeah. Yeah. No, I started yeah. it. Um, but yeah, no, Outlaw Star, uh, <laughs> oh, many of you would it. probably relate it to Firefly, <laughs> but it was out before Firefly. Yep, 
straight up ripoff. Um, but it's also kind of a space western because they're outlaws and there's well, cowboys don't really deal with pirates, but there are pirates. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. I mean, Firefly is straight up a space western, and I do love it. Firefly was straight up a ripoff of Outlaw Star. <laughs> Outlaw Star, yeah, no, I still watch Outlaw Star every year. Like this, at, this... at one point or another, I will binge back through it again because I just love the characters that much. You can, you can. I've always see... meant to watch it, but I have never seen Outlaw Star. Uh, you can oh, see so the inspiration because uh, Firefly is a Joss Whedon thing too, right? Yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, Joss Whedon. I think he was a big fan of anime because not only did he rip off Outlaw Star for uh, Firefly, but in I forget which season of Buffy it was, they introduced Buffy's little sister Dawn that nobody like Buffy doesn't know, but everyone remembers. That's just Sailor Moon. That's Sailor Moon yeah, and Tibiusa. No, that, that's, that's the exact same yeah. plot line. Uh, so yeah. when Joss Whedon wasn't verbally abusing women on the set, he was ripping off animes. Specifically, yeah, Michelle. Well, because like, wasn't he just straight up not allowed? To he be was alone not allowed to be alone with Michelle Trachtenberg. That is a true story. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. Let's go back to Jesse. Get us yeah. away from here. Ugh. Also, Hunter, right. really quick. Uh, I found a. I found something new for Fallout seventy six. We can do that's crazy and wild. I'll tell you after the show. Yeah. It's also okay. Sci fi. I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cat in the wall. Um, yeah, Talk about language. <laughs> You get Cheeto dust all over the wall, Charlie. Let's focus on the cat. <laughs> all right, uh, my next one. I think I'm gonna do StarCraft. It's a good one. Uh, oh fuck! It's, it's, it... No, go ahead. <laughs> no, you just made me think of another one that I want to put on my list. Oh, oh, I know exactly <laughs> what it made you think of. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> I do. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it may have been the source information, or the not the source information, but anywho. <laughs> Starcraft, <laughs> fantastic game franchise. Like the lore is awesome. The games are super fun to play. I never got like super good at them. Um, just didn't have like the the motivation or the time really to get like never play incredible. You never ever. had the you never had the Korean fingers. <laughs> okay. Also, <laughs> sorry. Well, yeah. I, mean, Tanner, I feel like that Tanner sounds like a Steven that. name. But we we have a, a very good friend that was a almost exclusively a Terran player that got all the way up to master. Was that Mr. Kennedy? It was. Yeah. Okay. He may have gotten to. I don't think he got to grandmaster, but I know I'm pretty positive that he was at least masters uh, with Terran exclusively. Though he could still beat anybody's ass here anyway. Oh, yeah. Easily uh, with oh, any yeah. of the other class or uh, factions. All right. All right. Races, but- but have him fight me in real life. <laughs> fight me IRL, nerd. Um, but no, like StarCraft is just very, very fun. It's iconic sci-fi franchise and video games. Like it was one of the original like big esports. Uh, you know, you always heard about like the the big tournaments where people were making like bank playing StarCraft. It's weirdly fun to watch, even if you have no idea what's going on. Like people get really hyped about stuff for fun. Uh, I always played a lot of like the the custom games in that were super fun. Like it was one of the original games that allowed like you know pretty in depth uh, like game creator. Like you could introduce like different rules and different setups, and like you could create a lot of cool stuff. It wasn't quite as good as Warcraft threes, which came a little bit later, uh, which is where like League of Legends was birthed. Literally, if people don't know that, yeah, don't. yeah, literally, like League of, yeah. 
uh, Dota All-Stars, the people that made that in Warcraft 3 went on to make League of Legends, mm -hmm. became such a success that Blizzard got in some real hot water uh, when they did the uh, the remaster of Warcraft 3, and they're like, all right, any custom game you make, we got dibs. Let's not talk about it. So it gets popular. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But yeah, StarCraft <laughs> is, a, is a great franchise. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I still need to play it. I did finally buy, Shannon, the uh, the Carbot cartoonified version of StarCraft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need to buy it as well so we can play it and it'll be fun. We can comp stomp with Carbot at, or art. Um, big, big shout out to Matt Sin. I know he's not listening, but Matt, a good friend of uh, me and Jesse and Lindsay's. Um, he, he bought something from me and then knew I missed it so much he gave it back to me. I had the collector's edition of Star, uh, StarCraft 2. And uh, it had a USB drive that was James Rayner's uh, dog tag. It was super effing cool. And I, I regretted selling it to Matt. So Matt gave it back to me, and I really appreciated that. I still have it. I, I love those dog tags. <laughs> um, James Rayner was just badass. Uh, and Ghost. So many characters in that, like, in that or franchise. Not, no, Ghost. So Nova. Cool. Nova, because Nova was uh, a ghost. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Nova yeah. was a ghost, and then there was a Kerrigan was fucking Kerrigan, awesome. Like, Sarah Kerrigan, her entire yeah. like lore was great. Like, yeah. yeah, there's so many good characters in that show, or Blizz that game. Blizzard knew how to to do success. Lindsay's cat is now suckling on her own tail. It's very cute and disturbing. Let's go on to Tanner. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, them. There, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Yeah, now that is something that does not come up often on this show. <laughs> anytime I, anytime I, I get a chance being sarcastic. to talk about no, no, that's for real. He's patronizing me. Uh, Lindsay showed me something the other day that was Kimberly that said, when you were younger, you either wanted to date her or you wanted to be her. Yeah. I, I, I showed it to <laughs> yeah. you because I liked the original. I saw the day yeah. before where it's like you either had a crush on her or you're lying. Yup. <laughs> I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Kimberly, Kimberly, Amy Jo Johnson, and like um, Sandra Bullock and Samantha Mathis are my original crush girls. They're the original crush buttons. They're like, uh, and no, no load of comes for. Come. God damn it! Well, see, that's the thing. They don't do it anymore. Now they just do this. At least that way, you still get. Uh, Fuck! <laughs> he, had to look for the, he had to look for the button. All right. No, I had to open it back up. Tanner, which Power Rangers? Which Power Rangers did you give up on? Like, at what point did you go? This is it's too much and quit. Oh God, uh, man! I bounced in and out a lot. <clears throat> I watched everything. When was the first time you were like, uh, no more? I'm Lost done. Galaxy. Lost Galaxy. Okay. How I far tapped out at Turbo, and I think I came back and watched a little bit of Mystic Force. I, I don't I also tapped out at Turbo. Here and there. Wait, is Mystic Force the one where they had capes and wands? Yes. That was yes. so funny. I remember stupid. flipping through Disney, and I'm season, like, what the fuck is this? Season seven, I dipped out. You made it to seven. I, 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 I know I, this I is dipped. not. I skipped eight, not, I went to nine with Time for Force. Me. This is not a surprise, but I, I, I made it through most of one. <laughs> Yeah. And by the end of the first season, I was like, oh, we're going to keep doing it, huh? I, I think I was just starting to get old enough and just cynical enough to go, oh, this is what the show is. Like, every <laughs> season, it's just going to be the same shit, like, isn't it? But I was still was watching because awesome. Wesley was watching it, and I'm like, why not? Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying this. It's fine. All right. The entire, yeah, like, I, I really like the first season. But, mm. yeah, oh, yeah. That yeah. was one of my favorite things ever as a kid. Fuck Jason. Yeah. 
Tommy, not Jason the actor, but Jason the character, because it was all about Tommy. Right. Mm. Tommy's yeah. the best character in that show. And, Tommy is the uh, best character. God damn, Jason David Frank. Don't. I'm, don't. I'm sad now. Let's just. Go There's to been some awesome pictures of his daughter dressed up as a female. Yes, I, don't, I, I need I, that to happen now. So cool. Need it. I, don't, I need it. I need it. I don't need those tears. We're at an hour ten minutes. We're only on number three. Let's let's speed it up oh, a God. little bit. Aaron Powell is having <laughs> a conniption. I'm sorry. He's done. He's, he's, he's done. tapped out. He's he's tapped out. You did a lot of All motherfuckers right. earlier. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there. There's a lot of motherfuckers this week. I've done a movie and a TV show, so I'm moving on to video games. Uh, and Shannon actually name dropped it a minute ago because, again, I love some relatively grounded sci-fi. I'm going with the Fallout franchise. Motherfucker, why don't you just take my heart? Just take it. <laughs> what, you, like, what in my house do you want? Uh, let me take that one off a goddamn list too. <laughs> well, look, this will this will make you feel good because we were talking about this the other night. There was a time when I probably wouldn't have even considered that because I mean it's not angled up right now, but you guys know we got the old pit boy up there mm-hmm. and the and the bobbleheads. But Fallout really, I mean, surprisingly, in a lot of ways, to me, became more Sarah's thing than it did mine. She was way more into basically everything Bethesda, uh, the Elder Scrolls, Fallout, all of it. Uh, which, by the way, unrelated, but we'll talk about it later. She does not like Starfield. She played like in two hours today. It was like, I got to fly this ship around. Fuck that. She's dipped out. She hates Shelby it. Anyway. also could not stand the flying. In that couldn't game. get into it. She goes, I didn't sign up for Star so Wars, I'm not man. Trying. What the hell? Uh, anyway, I like the flying. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, re- I really enjoyed Fallout 3 and, and New Vegas, and I even enjoyed 4 quite a bit, more than I think most. But after that, it kind of went dormant for me. I wasn't interested in multiplayer. I had never gone back and played the original PC games, because I've never been a PC gamer. Uh, and it was you talking me into, you know, 76 is on Game, game Pass, just give it a try. It's way different now. Uh, and I, I said it the other night, I think 76 has become my favorite Fallout game. Same. It's just such a different beast. I yeah. mean... You know, I, I do think you appreciate it more if you've played the other games and you know kind of the lore and the way the games work and all that. But like every time we return to Fallout, and I think it was either you or Kaz that said like we should just stop returning to it. We should just keep playing the fucking game. Pop on every once in a while, every couple of days, and, and knock out those dailies, and that way you don't forget about it. But like every time I get into it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is such a comfortable glove. To, yeah. to put on, you know, I know what I'm doing. I know where all my stuff is. I got my little base. I can run around and do my things, even if it's not like difficult. It's almost it, it is the my version of a cozy game. Like I can go in and do my little tasks and finish my dailies. And um, the only but thing I love I, that world. Yeah, I love the 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 humor. The world and, is fantastic. The, it, yeah, the world building is insane. Uh, how good the, the the humor and the horror. And uh, again, I want a little bit of everything: the romance, the action. All of it. The only thing I don't like about Fallout 76 versus the other games is it lacks a good radio host. Um, I don't think it's yes. bad, but compared to Three Dog or uh, Mr. New Vegas, especially, is my all-time favorite, Wayne Newton. How could it not be? <laughs> Except for that one bit where the guy, what is the joke he says? And he's like, oh, God. Well, I was about to say, and then, and then Fallout 4 <laughs> has the guy that's, like, scared of everything, and it's actually a plot point. But there is a part where he's, right. uh, my favorite song on there, Train Train by Linda Carter, and he goes, you know, next up, Train oh, Train. That so cool. That's not 76. So, uh, you know, uh, Choo Choo, and he's just, ah, <laughs> Choo Choo. <laughs> I love it. What was I thinking? <laughs> Yeah, Fallout, Fallout was yeah. definitely on my list, so I'm going to have to think of another one. But until then, I told Tanner to wait for it. Um, talking about Red Dead Redemption, I don't have it on my list, but well, you know what I do have? The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. 
I'll yeah. say it. I'll say it every time. Um, it's not just a western. I've still, I've still never seen an episode, but the intro is so good. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> it very. It starts very simple. John Bly and his gang kill Marshall Briscoe County, uh, played by Arlie Ermey, you know, uh, which was fantastic. His son, Briscoe mm-hmm. County Jr., goes out for revenge to bring him to justice. And then you're talking about uh, there's an orb, there's special powers. It gets very sci-fi-y. Um, it's fantastic. It was one of Bruce Campbell's most well-known uh, franchises. And I won't talk a lot about it because of time, obviously. And I have mentioned this a million times on the show before. But if you've never seen The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., um, please go watch it. It's it's amazing. Let's go to Lindsay. I will keep one short as well that I've talked about multiple times. Quantum Leap. But I will throw in the new series on it, too, because it was also what I have seen of it was really good. I don't know if they've released a second season or not, but... I enjoyed the first season. They made me ball like a freaking baby. Jerks. Not hard to do, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> Not but, hard to yeah, make no, Lindsay I, Quantum Leap is probably one of those early sci-fi things that actually like sparked my love of the genre. And it's damn good. And it's also uh, funny and creepy and lots of other things, depending on the episode. Mm-hmm. So, All right, let's go back to Jesse. All right, for my next one, I think I'm going to go with... Uh... Star Fox. From that Nintendo? was one of those games. Yeah, the the Super Nintendo Star Fox was super fun. Uh, I didn't play it until like much later. Uh, but like Star Fox sixty four was one of those games that like I would just put it in for an afternoon and beat the fuck out of that game. Because uh, I mean, it doesn't take long to beat Star or Star Fox. I got to a point where I could do like the first half of the game without taking any fucking damage at all. But could you do uh, a barrel roll? Do a barrel roll. I, I, I could. I could do a barrel roll. Uh, yeah, it's just a very, very fun game. It's it has <laughs> Star Fox sixty four was the the last uh, good game in the franchise. Because um, after that, you had Star Fox Adventure on the GameCube, which was very different. They did another assault game, which was more like the classic Star Fox games, a lot more focus on the space combat and everything, but. It still was not great, um, and then there was that awful 3DS game. I think I that I actually, that in fairness, never tried. Yeah, I barely remember but, that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, Star Fox yeah. is still great, though. One of my all-time favorite games. Well, except for that one time that a certain somebody we won't name came into GameStop wearing a shirt with Crystal from Star Fox bent Jesus over naked Christ. with her full vagina showing, and we had to tell him oh, to fuck off. No, that no, oh. that one was the the one that had Crystal on it was the one that had her naked, very anatomically drawn, like, full frontal that said, stop staring at my tits. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that makes it better, I guess. (laughs) (sighs) That guy's listening right now and thinking, he used to be a piece of shit. (laughs) I gotta get these buttons away from Tanner. And I need to to watch more. I think you should leave. Hey, speaking of which, let's go to Tanner. Number four. I'm gonna go with the good doctor himself, Doctor Who. All right, so that's not a very well-known property. Can you explain it, like, in detail? <laughs> no, I, I can't, of course. I, if, I, we don't have time for that. If you don't know who Doctor Who is, then you're certainly not Billy. <laughs> that mother, that motherfucker. That? Well, Billy is obsessed with Doctor Who. He has, like, every... Billy is a big fan. What is the thing, Tanner? What's it called? The, like, little... Sonic screwdriver. Sonic screwdriver, yeah. He has, like, every one of them, and they all work. I think yeah. he might actually be a, one of the doctors. <laughs> I think he's the 69th doctor, honestly. Doc, Dr. Doll. <laughs> what, Tanner? 
Anyway, let's, even know. let's go to Hunter. <laughs> uh, all right, so movie, TV, game. I'm going to throw a book at you. Uh, and this is the one that's. <laughs> it sounded like a threat, I'm but I've been a title. Um, I'm actually having trouble deciding, but I don't think I've really talked about this one. Uh, and it's an older book at this point. Um, do you guys remember there was a really popular web series for a while called Zero Punctuation? Yes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Ben Croshaw, Yahtzee Croshaw. He talks really fast. He's yeah, Australian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he reviewed games and shit. I think he actually might still be doing that. I say like it's not still a thing. Um, he was even on G4 for a little while. Mm-hmm. So he wrote a couple of books, actually, um, that are, are completely unrelated to what he did, other than they're generally about video games. Uh, and my favorite one that he did is called Mog World, M O G World, like Mog World. It's all one word. I pulled up the description because it's been a while since I've read it, and I wanted to have a better version of it than me trying to remember it. So here's here's the like the cover description: In a world full to bursting with would-be heroes, Jim couldn't be less interested in saving the day. His fireballs fizzle. He's awfully grumpy, and he's been dead for about sixty years. When a renegade necromancer wrenches him from eternal slumber into a world gone terribly, bizarrely wrong, Jim uh, all Jim wants to find is a way to die properly once and for all. On his side, he's got a few shambling corpses, an inept thief, and a powerful death wish, but he's up against pretty tough odds. Angry mobs of adventurers, a body falling apart at the seams, and a team of programmers racing a deadline to hammer out the last few bugs in their AI. There's the twist, and that's where it becomes sci-fi. This is a... It's World of Warcraft. But he's this an is NPC an NPC and wow. <laughs> who has basically gained sentience. Yeah. And is like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. And so... <laughs> He gets brought back by this necromancer, and he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I want to be dead. Um, it goes some really, really wild places. But it's a lot of fun, because if, if you like his videos, I mean, he writes with that same sense of humor that he puts into those reviews. Um, it's super cheap. Yeah. Dark Horse Comics put it together. For the record, it's not a comic book. Uh, it is a straight-up novel. Uh, but it was. I'm looking now. It was put out in 2010. Um, and you can get a paperback for like eight bucks. I strongly recommend it. It's one of the few that I still have on my shelf after all this time. Uh, whether I'll go back and read it or not, I don't know, but I'll definitely be loaning it out to people. And I want to back Hunter up on this one. I've also read that book. It is very, very good. Oh, shit. I didn't it's, know that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, like I, I was a huge fan of the, the zero punctuation, uh, specifically like yeah, Yahtzee, Croshaw's videos back in the day. Uh, I think one point like he kind of turned dickhead i don't remember like what the exact details on that were but yeah that sounds right well, we all turned dickhead at one point or another well i mean <laughs> for the record I'm, I'm gonna drop a picture into the the text he does and always has looked like this i mean that was kind of inevitable sooner or later uh yeah <laughs> jesus christ yeah, you right. look at that guy and tell me he's like, "That's that's not a dickhead," and yeah, you can't right. you can't see that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, um, hey, so I've got there's there's too many that I want to put on my list. I I don't like this story. I don't like this one anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna next pick. I'm gonna go with Event Horizon. We mentioned it on the show last night. That's a good one. Of all of the sci-fi horror films I've watched, and I've seen quite a few, probably all of them. Uh, Event Horizon always stuck out the most to me. It's Paul W.S. Anderson. Not Paul Anderson. Paul W.S. Anderson. They're two different guys. One is a celebrated filmmaker. Yes. The other guy does video game movies. But before he did Resident Evil and Resident Evil Apocalypse and Resident Evil Ninjas or whatever they were called, he did a little film called Event Horizon, which is a very smart uh, sci-fi horror film about a spaceship called the Event Horizon that disappears 
And when it comes back, they send a team, uh, including Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill, out to see what happened to it. Where the hell's the Event Horizon been? It turns out it went to hell. It was trying to find a way to literally cut through time and space, and it went to hell and back. So now it's haunted, and it's a haunted house movie in space. Everyone always says Alien is a haunted house movie in space. No, this is actually a haunted house movie in space. Um, it's bloody, it's violent, it's great. It's wonderful. There's only one or two parts of the movie that are kind of iffy. The rest is golden. Um, highly recommended. Two thumbs up. Oh, shit, I shouldn't say that yet. That's spoiling things. Event Horizon. Let's go to Lindsay. <laughs> All right. I will bring up a movie that we haven't talked a whole heck of a lot about on here before. We've brought it up maybe once or twice, but nine. I talk about it every week. No, you don't. Oh. I remember Liar. me and Shanna both were so fucking hyped for that movie. Because of Cambria. Yeah. Cambria. Cambria. They had all the little, like, the trailer. website Easter eggs, like, showing all the the tech buildup and the, the research notes and stuff going into the film. Which is basically a post-apocalyptic world where human souls have been put into ragdolls so that they can bring human- humanity back. It's it's really weird and messed up. It's not a happy but it's film. Cool. It's not a happy film. And it's film all, at all stop motion. Yeah, visually gorgeous. Uh, it, it, I don't know, man. I like that movie. I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to, but I, I did like it. Uh, it was a very cool concept, and it mm-hmm. did use Welcome Home. So yes, extra points on that. All right, yeah. last round so we can play Fallout. Tanner, nope, Jesse. <laughs> all right, for my last one. God damn, I guess I, I was hoping you guys would take more of these. Nope. Um, all right, uh, my last one, I'm going to do Avatar, the James Cameron version. Uh, it gets a lot of shit. I know that's a... <laughs> I know that's it's kind of a, oh, a hot take. Dude, I'm sorry. Uh, I literally, when you said that, my brain went to M. Night Shyamalan. I thought you were talking about that when I was like, no fucking way would Jesse pick that. This is a prank. No, yeah, no, Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender, I also wouldn't necessarily consider sci-fi because uh, it's I don't know it's definitely it's like leans more into the fantasy mm-hmm. um, but anyway uh, yeah the the James Cameron avatar definitely very sci-fi uh, yeah and I just I really dig the the whole premise I like both movies I, uh, we finally saw the way of water uh, yeah okay. I, I, I enjoy those films quite a bit okay but do you think they deserve to be like the highest grossing films of all time the first we one didn't is. Marvel take did Marvel take that from them? Uh, well, I didn't say yeah. I, I, I didn't say it was the most the highest grossing film of all time. I'm just saying there are some of the highest grossing films of all time because I think it's number two, both of them are in the top ten, maybe even the top five. Full Avatar. The highest grossing uh, film of all time is Avatar, which took in two point nine billion dollars globally. What about part this two? Is well, I think as that also counts. August 29th. Doesn't that count like the various re-releases they did for it? Like, in well, yeah, I have, I have no idea. Sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, either way, like, I, I don't necessarily think that it deserves that, but like, shit, I saw it in the theaters twice. Like, I saw it once mm-hmm. regular, and then I liked it so much that I went back to see the 3D version. For what it's worth, uh, the difference see... is not is not much. Sorry, go ahead. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I did not see the Way of Water in theaters. Uh, me and Shelby just watched it when it hit Disney Plus. In fairness, like it's it's not common for me to see things in the theaters anymore. I regularly just wait for it to hit streaming. Can't go um, But 
But yeah. So anyway, if, I, if yeah. IGN is to be believed, real quick, Avatar made two point nine two billion dollars worldwide. Endgame, which is the second highest one, Avengers Endgame is two point seven nine, and then uh, Avatar: The Way of Water is number three with two point three one billion. Fucking dude. Damn. Bro. Titanic comes in at number four now, 2.26, which frankly is more impressive, I think, at this point, since it's so drastically different from everything else, because the fifth one is The Force Awakens. Jesus. Yeah, and I, I think Titanic also had that, like, it has the benefit of, because I want to say Avatar hit Millions theaters three different times. Yeah, Titanic hit theaters at least four times, and all of that counts. Well, Titanic, at the time that it came out, and was, I'm sorry, I know we don't have time for this, but it's, it's when Titanic did it, um, it was in. It came out at a time when things didn't stay in theaters for all that long, and then it was in theaters for like almost a year. I think it was like a solid ten months because wow. it just kept making money. Like Barbie, they re-released it again. Yeah, uh, Titanic got re-released in two thousand nine, two thousand twelve, and I think again in the past couple of years sometime. Jesus Christ! At the very least, limited engagements. So I need to talk to America about their taste in movies, but that's another story for another. Not time. America. Not America. We're China. talking worldwide. China. It's China. That's China. that's what it is yeah. mostly. It really. For is. what it's worth, if, if you're talking domestic, Endgame is number one, eight hundred fifty-eight um, million versus Avatar seven eighty-five. It's you know Jesse. It's like uh, Warcraft. Um, I thought the chances of them making a sequel were very small because, unfortunately, despite the fact I love the movie, I think it's great. It didn't do as well in America, but it killed it in China. And if it kills it in China, that's all you need. So that's why John Cena learned Chinese so he could apologize. For insulting them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tanner. What do you got last one? I'm going with a video game. I'm going with the one that truly is science fiction. is because it's got the coolest science possible that somehow isn't completely fiction. Oh, son of a bitch. He found fiction. a way to worm it in. I know what it is. Go ahead. It's Assassin's Creed. Yep. He's not wrong. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, that is that is the coolest science in video games. Don't at me. Being able to get into a machine that can pull your ancestors' memory from your DNA and being able to relive that that those memories is just fucking awesome sounding. Yeah, but but my <laughs> luck, it would just be my dad. So it'd just be me reliving his alcoholism. <laughs> All, all I could think was, it was, it was like, I think you should leave for everything. I, all I heard was it's the coolest, and I was like, I think it's interesting. Like, I thought it was, thought it was interesting because I don't disagree. It is very cool. I, I, I will disagree that it's the coolest, but that's just personal preference. That's personal preference. But Tanner, very well, I'm, excited I'm so big. Us. I'm so big into like genealogy and stuff like that. I've, you guys heard me talk about it over the past couple of years. And just oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna hold it against that. you because again, it's personal preference. That's why yeah. we do these things. Yeah. Except Assassin's Creed. Okay. Hunter. All right. So the only thing I got left is a tabletop game. Uh, and we've been talking an awful lot about sci-fi westerns. I almost went with cyberpunk because I also almost went with it for my, my video game. Hmm. Uh, but I, to be fair, I have yet to actually sit down and play a tabletop version of cyberpunk. I've got access to a book, but I haven't played it yet. I'd feel a little bit like a poser. So instead I'm going with deadlands. Yeah. Cause deadlands is also sci-fi, even though it is Western, uh, the, the diversion and the, the alternate history of the, the now weird West instead of the wild West with some supernatural stuff. Um, the uh, discovery of ghost rock that fuels all of the, the steam powered inventions and, and all the other stuff, uh, laser weaponry. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it, it is full on like old school sci-fi 
uh, and and I I love it. I would love to play more Deadlands. In fact, I think we've kind of made it an open secret that when uh, when we wrap up Curse of Strahd, we're gonna we're gonna do a longer Deadlands campaign here in the near future, and I'm very excited about that. There are so many things I wanted to pick for my very last one. Um, it's it was very difficult. Um, two of them got taken from me, and I actually had Star. Sorry. I actually had Starfield on my list at one point, but as we talked, I put more and more stuff on there because I actually have really enjoyed Starfield. I love the space stuff personally. I spend an ungodly amount of time customizing my ship. I actually hate when I have to go on land, but when I do, um, I, I really enjoy the storyline and, and the stuff that's in it. So, but I, I took it off my list because I was like, well, if I don't put this on there, considering what the name of the show is and how much it's inspired <laughs> me over the years, I'd probably be doing myself a disservice. It's Godzilla. Godzilla yeah. is, is I never thought of it until you said that. Well, I, you know, it's one of those things that I debated. Is it science fiction? I mean, yeah, it's, it, it completely yeah. is. It's, it's science fiction. And they actually do, I mean, they even have aliens in it and, and spaceships and shit like that. Space Godzilla, for Christ's sake. He literally comes down from heaven and fights everybody. So, uh, if I have to tell you what Godzilla is, you don't belong on this podcast. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be listening. So I'm just going to cut it there and go to Lindsay. <laughs> Oh, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before Jesse says his things, I want to get his comment. I want to mention new Godzilla film coming out this year, Godzilla minus one. Check the trailer out. Trailer it's looks fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, looks really good. All right, Jesse. Oh no, you're good. Go ahead, Lindsay. Okay, Lindsay. <laughs> Fuck it then. And I'm gonna wrap it up with my obsession for middle school, Sequest DSV. That I made Shannon resubscribe to Peacock so I could watch it again. <laughs> she had a uh, very big crush on uh, Roy Scheider. No. <laughs> I remember once. I remember once she messaged Roy Scheider and said, "For my birthday, all I want is." Oh my. God damn it! No. It still doesn't work. Fuck. I just wanted a big fat load of cum. No. What was that? No. Uh, she, no. I'm going no. to take mercy. The moment's pass. The moment's pass. <laughs> All right. When yeah. equipment doesn't work, it's not meant to be. Sequest DSV was an awesome show. And um, Jonathan Brandis was a great actor. It's very sad. Uh, also great in Sidekicks with Chuck Norris, who actually is a piece of shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Robert De Niro's a piece of shit, you. too. I forgot to mention Robert De Niro as a motherfucker of the week. God he damn is. it. All right. He is indeed. Fuck this, fuck this show. We're out of here. We're going to go play some video games for about 30 minutes. I'm going to drink me a Pepsi. For myself, for Jesse, for Lindsay, for the ghost of Shelby Kimball, for Tanner, for Double H, for Ethan, for uh, Steven, who was on last night's episode of Extras and Epilogues, talking about the thing. Go check it out. For Dalton, yeah, for Asa, that was great. for Bandy, for who am I forgetting? Um, is that everybody? For that, tomorrow night's show. Did Kaz, you mention Kaz? The Kaz Man, of course. And then we are horse we time. are we in tomorrow night? Oh, it's horse time, baby. Let's do it. Oh hell yeah! Jesse is uh, Shelby still there? No, she is not. Damn it! All right. Well, in that case, Hunter, take us out. Oh shit! I wasn't prepared. Uh, oh god! Oh, the existential dread is setting in. Now you know what Shelby feels. Big fat load of covenant. Lindsay. Hey Jim. Hey Jim.